Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Josh Davis filling in for Pastor Brad Davis. It's my joy and my privilege to get to be with you. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to spend it with me as we are growing together in Jesus Christ. Well, the calendar is telling us it's October now, and I want you to mark your calendars for something happening next month. Mark down Thursday, November 17th, right here at Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. We will have a special night of worship with the Hoppers, and their music has been loved all throughout our region for many years now, and we are blessed to bring them back to Bristol, Virginia. Again, that date is Thursday, November the 17th, right here at Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. That's just about six weeks or so away. So we want you to have plenty of time to be thinking about that and making plans to be with us on that special night. We'll be sharing a lot more about that as it gets closer and closer. Just some basic information about that evening of worship with the Hoppers. It'll be no tickets or reservations required. Seating is just first come, first serve. The singing will begin at 7 p.m. that night and doors will open at 6 p.m. And we're just praying that God would bless us with a powerful spirit of worship and praise and that we would just come before the presence of the Lord. We're not coming together to see the hoppers as wonderful, as as godly as they may be, but we are truly gathering together to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and to praise His marvelous name. Dear friends, that's truly what it's all about. A verse that I turn to often and I'm reminded of constantly is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, the very last verse of this chapter that's all about the resurrection. It starts out with the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the implications that that has for each one of us and the fact that even when we go through death, that there is hope on the other side for the believer in Jesus Christ all because of what Jesus has done for us. And it sums it all up with this marvelous verse, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This keeps us going. This keeps us focused on Jesus Christ. You know, if something seems to be pointless, you'll want to give up rather quickly, won't you? But if you can see where you're going and that your goal is being reached, you can keep on pushing on, uh, persevering through the obstacles and through the storms and keeping your focus on your goal. Just to give you an earthly example of what I'm talking about, I've been working on some projects in our backyard this summer, going back three or four months now, working on building some decking and and doing some things like that to replace some things just in my spare time. But I can see the progress. I can see it taking shape. I can see it coming together. 
And the more I work, the more I see that it's coming together. Well, the same thing is true. Jesus knows exactly what he's building in our lives. He knows where he's taking us to. He knows the destination. And one day we're going to get to be with him forever. And I don't feel like that day is too far away from us. And we will get to be with him forever and forever. And Paul's admonishment to us here in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight is to be steadfast. Stay firm. Stay the course. Don't give up. Don't quit. This is not time for the church of a living God to quit. This is not time for us to back up or to quit on God. No, it's time to remain steadfast. Stand firm in your faith because we are standing on the solid rock. It's the all other ground that is sinking sand. Jesus said that I'm going to build my church and it's going to be founded upon the rock. Now, he was not talking about Peter in that verse. If you look at the original language there, Peter means little stone, and he uses the word rock not in reference to Peter, but in reference to himself. He's saying, this rock is built on me. This church is built on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. We can be steadfast because we're standing firmly on the truth of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly the argument that Paul is making in 1 Corinthians 15, that since the resurrection of Jesus is a historic fact, we have sure ground to stand upon. Our feet are steadfastly standing upon the bedrock of truth that is found in Jesus Christ. So we can be steadfast. We can be unmovable. And this is the idea of, again, standing firm, not being swayed by the winds uh, that come along. Many people are buying into false and bad theology, and they are going off on the deep end, even denying the very deity of Jesus Christ or acting like it's not a big deal if Jesus is really God Dear friend, that's exactly, again, what Paul argues in this chapter. If Jesus is not God, if Jesus is not risen from the dead, we are still in our sins. And people ought to feel sorry for us because we have believed the biggest lie in human history. They ought to just uh, write the word dunce on our foreheads and, and look at us as though we are from outer space because we have believed the biggest hoax in human history. If Jesus is not God and if Jesus is not risen from the dead, but the truth is he is. We don't have to go off the deep end in our theology. We can stand firm. We can be unmovable. We can always be abounding in the work of the Lord. There's something for us to do. We got to keep pressing on for the Lord. Now, we do this out of a relationship that we have with Jesus. We say, what should we do? What work should I do? What work should I be abounding in? Well, first, focus on your relationship with Jesus. I believe that's the primary will of God for each of his children is to draw close to him in a close walk, a close relationship. And as you do that, he makes clear to you the steps that you should take and what he wants you to do for him. 
He brings you into relationships with himself and then with other people to make a difference in their life in unique ways, with your unique abilities, with your unique gifts and talents and uh, burdens and desires and abilities. He can use you in a very unique way. So I cannot give you a formula. I cannot give you an exact answer for what God wants you to do in your individual situation, in your individual life. But I can tell you this, that the more that you seek God, the more you look to Him, the clearer your pathway will become, the clearer your steps will appear before you. And you just walk by faith and you walk trusting Him, knowing that He is guiding you. Don't get discouraged if you feel like, well, God's not using me in this stage of my life. I want to be that one who's abounding in the work of the Lord, but I just don't feel like God is opening those doors of opportunity for me yet. Hey, God may have you in a time of preparation. God may have you in a season where He is growing you. He may have you in a season where He is just simply pulling you closer to Himself, allowing you to find your footing and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are standing on the solid rock so that when he does open a doorway of opportunity, you'll be able to stand firm and the winds of opposition that may come against you won't blow you off course. He is pulling you close to himself. Don't resist that. Don't feel like God's forgotten you or God's not using you. No, stand firm in him. Be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.